are you ready to make up or break up? Oh, we're going to find out with lovely Maria this week in the cabin of Crapper Creek. Also, we got some great guests. The mayor will be in to play Yes or BS. WNBA champion Ruthie Hebert of the Chicago Sky. Local Alaskan doing good joining us in the cabin. We play Best Gig, Worst Gig with comedian, actor Jeff Dye. You may know him from Better Late Than Never, The Tonight Show, Comedy Central, and The Masked Singer. We'll talk to him about that and his former girlfriend, big celebrity star. I'll give you Glenner's tips for a stress-free holiday. Foodie Roundup and the Crapper Creek World News Report all this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Hey, this is all weird news. I just got some really weird news. That is weird. It's time for the Crapper Creek World News Report. Well, this will work out real fine. Here's your headlines from this week as we take a look at the news on this fine week right here from the cabin of Crapper Creek, Alaska. Here's your stories. An Instagram influencer, that's a thing, posted a photo shoot with her dead father. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, I don't, I didn't see the photo. I don't know if it's like her next to the corpse. <laughs> you know, is she holding him up? Is it just him in the coffin? Is it, I, did he, did he get hit by a car? Was he laying there? I don't know. But here's the thing. The shoot still didn't crack the top 10 million on the list of most offensive things done on Instagram by influencers. Elsewhere, meanwhile, in La La Land, Goofy Land, known as California, two California condors reproduced asexually. Well, where else are you going to do that but California? They already got bathrooms for them and everything. But I think uh, that's also how we all imagine our parents did it, right? <laughs> Ew. QAnon, uh, QAnon followers gathered in Dallas for the arrival of JFK Jr., uh, who died in 1999. These people are nuts. They're, they're like the other end. You got Antifa on one end, and then you got QAnon on the other not all of them, though. Uh, some did stay behind in the pumpkin patch, you know, just in case the great pumpkin was just running late. You never know. As we all know, Facebook, at least the parent company, has changed its name to Meta. So I tell you what, I'll let Grandma know, you tell Uncle Larry, all right? We, uh, this week, celebrated World Stroke Day. But just to be clear, we're talking about the medical term, all right? Not yanking it. Chill out there, Louis C.K. Another study finds that the popularity of sex sex toys grew in a big way during COVID-19 lockdowns. So apparently we didn't just flatten the curve. We're like straddling it and grinding on it. Riding that curve. Yeah. Slapping that curve. Who's your daddy, curve? Who's your daddy? Too much? Elsewhere, parents are outraged over a new trend of uh, photo companies retouching kids' school pictures. Why not? I mean, what, so they're taking out the zits? Big deal. Why would that outrage them? Here's a simple solution, Mom and Dad. Why don't you just stop having ugly fucking children? Just an idea. And finally, 
A 79-year-old man in Ohio shot his 50-year-old son, but he had a great excuse. It's because he wouldn't stop playing his guitar. But in the old dude's defense, the son was playing nonstop Nickelback songs, so kind of makes sense. This has been the Crumpet Creek World News Report. Very excited because... It's time for one of our favorite games. We call it Yes or BS, and we can't do it without some help. And today we bring in Mr. Mayor. That's right, Mayor Jim Matherly from the good city of Fairbanks, Alaska. Just a golf shot from us here in Crapper Creek. Uh, Mayor Matherly, how are you, sir? Theory of a live man at City Hall. How about that? Oh, nice. Theory yeah, of a live good segue, man. Good huh? Uh, okay. No. <laughs> that's, that's why you do you and I do me. Anyway. Don't cancel me, Glenn. <laughs> canceled, buddy. We're canceled. Oh, no. No, please. no, no. Nobody's canceled here. Not on my no. watch, mister. Not on my watch. Exactly. Right. Uh, Mayor is here to help us with yes or BS. We like to do these once in a while. Um, and uh, around this time of the year, it was 18, uh, or 1787, Benjamin Franklin wrote a letter that included a line about how nothing is certain in life except death and taxes. <laughs> so here's the thing. And that was done uh, right around this time of the year. So it's kind of the anniversary of that slogan. So I thought today we will come up with famous quotes. All you right. have to decide if people actually said this quote or not. And a lot of these quotes you probably know. All right, well, I'm, I'm willing to give it a whirl. Here you go. It was George Washington who once said the famous line, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That's false. Okay. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, I don't know historically. I, I know it was said in The Godfather, but... Yeah, that, no, if- no, no, you nailed it. I was waiting for that. Yeah, no, that was Al yeah. Pacino's line from Godfather 2. That's Correct. the only, only place it ever came from. <laughs> okay, good. I All didn't right. know if it was from some other quote years ago before that. Knock, knock, who's there? Coined by Shakespeare. Oh, interesting. Um, that's a good one. I've never, I don't know that. So 50-50, I'm going to say that is, yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the characters in Macbeth says it in the second act. It's not exactly a knock-knock joke, but it's the first record of someone actually using it way back in the, in 1606. Knock-knock, who's wow. there? That's amazing. Okay, cool. I like learning. I, it would have like been great if we would have come up with, like, orange. Orange who? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anywho. Orange you dead yet? Right. I, I always like to learn things from you, Glenn. I love these yes or BS. It's an educational show, Jimmy. I, I hear you. I tell people that all the time. You learn yep. something and you become inspired on this show. You do. We're, we're here to lift you up, not put you down. Thank you. I appreciate uh, although it. Although I saw you in a suit last week I wasn't thrilled with. It was a little big, but that's all right. It was, uh, maybe the big shoulders are coming back and I just don't know it. I don't know. David not- Burns Closet. David <laughs> Burns Closet, man. Come on. Why the big suit? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton once said, the question isn't who is going to let me it's who is going to stop me. Uh, she said that, yes. Well, maybe, but no. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like a Hillary line. Yeah, Sorry. attributed to author Ayn Rand uh, a lot. Uh, she actually, is it Ayn? Ayn Rand, right? Ayn. Ayn, right, Ayn Rand. Uh, she actually never said those exact words either, but it's been paraphrased 
from a line in the Fountainhead. So, yeah, no, a lot of these. Here's the next one. I can see Russia from my house. Sarah Palin. Okay, you know what? This is interesting. She never used those exact words, I don't think. They, they, they took them in the media and played around with them. But I'm going to say that's BS. She didn't say it exactly that way. Right on. Actually, she didn't say it that way at all. No. Nope. That was a line made famous from Tina Fey, but everybody Correct. now attributes it to Sarah Palin because people are sheep and they're idiots. But uh, yep, she, she never well, actually said in the that, interview, exactly. what she said was, uh, we are so close to Russia at one point of Alaska, you can actually see Russia. That's and that's a true statement, which is a true statement. Yeah. But but then right. Tina Fey said, I can see Russia from my house. Everybody laughed. And now that's Sarah Palin's most favorite famous quote that will go with her to the grave, even though she never said it. <laughs> that she never said it. How terrible. Never said it. <laughs> All right, here you go. Uh, Michael Jordan once said, quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's true. He said that. No, it didn't. Oh, no, it was, a famous, it was a famous sports quote, but it was Wayne Gretzky's uh, quote. Oh, that's right. It was Wayne Gretzky. I knew that. Yeah, sure. I did. knew it was uh-huh. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, you knew that. Sure. Hey, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Kanye West once said, I actually don't like thinking. I think people think I like to think a lot, and I don't. I do not like to think. He says a lot of nutty things, and just based on that and things he's said, I'm going to say that's yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. He said it last year in an interview with Harper's Bazaar. Yeah, I actually don't like thinking. I think people think I like to think, but I don't like to think. That is an amazing quote. That is and really confusing. suddenly it all makes sense. <laughs> Suddenly, everything is clear. There Yeezy. we go. Yeezy made it clear. Yee. No, it's just Yee now. It's just Yee. Oh, geez. Not more of this stuff. So right, now we ahead. can call him Yee Old Nut Job. Maybe that works. <laughs> All right. There you go. Well, you got a couple right this week, Mr. Mayor. Not bad. I did. Uh, well done. Keep up the good fight there at City Hall. And thank Thanks. you for your service. And thanks for giving us the time. Let me give you a quick, one quick quote before we go. Who said this? Are you ready? Okay. Don't be saucy with me, Bernays. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, we were, we were Guy Fieri. <laughs> no, no, that, no, no, that, that's Harvey Corman said that in History of the World Part One. Oh, was, Harvey Corman. All right. Yeah. Well, you know my quote, and it's on my Facebook page. What's that? Everything tastes more or less like chicken. Yeah, that's right. Who said that, though, originally? I don't Do know. know. Me? Is that attributed to you, perhaps? Is that you? Is that a Glenner original? <laughs> that should be. Anyway, that's uh, Jim right. Matherly. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. <laughs> Summertime. The days are long. We're, what, two and a half weeks away from our longest day already, which is always kind of a bummer because, like, that goes away and then we go, oh, no. But And a lot of folks have trouble sleeping this time of the year. It's a very common issue. So I thought maybe as a public service, we'd offer you a few ways that might help you. Usually it's, it's turning off your mind, right? It's not just the daylight. It's all the stuff going on in your head and it's summertime. It's blah, blah, blah. You have to first learn to relax. They say take a, take a shower before bed, not in the morning. Take one before bed. Make sure your bed is made nice and tight. The sheets are tight. Clean sheets makes a huge difference. Turn off all of your electronic devices at least an hour before going to bed. Now, that means TV too. Just talk, 
kick back, find a hobby, do something, read a book. Also, um, you can count uh, in your head law and order spinoffs. Tech with sheep. Or maybe your woke sister. Just listen to her lecture you about systematic, patriarchal, heteronormative, intersectional chauvinism. You'll be out in no time. Maybe a lullaby sung by, oh, in Morgan Freeman's voice. That would, that would be awesome. You can think about the instructions Bill Gates gave you through that implanted microchip. Ooh, here's one. While you're laying there, think about, if you're down south, think about how much cicada sex is going on right outside your window. Trouble sleeping? Just picture the New York Jets on offense this year. Oh, here would be a good one. This would put you to sleep. A recording of President Biden reading the instruction manual to a dehumidifier. Maybe taking just long, deep breaths while downwind of Willie Nelson, who's smoking indica. That'll do it. Or you can just easily picture having sex with your spouse. Oh, no, that... It's usually what keeps people up at night. Sorry about that last one. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, it's time for Makeup or Breakup. I've got lovely Maria on the phone with me for an episode of Makeup or Breakup. And you're pretty good at these, M's. I, I always ask you because we always get women that just think you're like the cat's meow and the bomb and know everything. And I'm like the stupid, it's like the sitcom thing. Ah, oh, the beautiful, very smart wife and the idiot, stupid, uh, dorky husband and whatever. You know? Hey, I'll, hey I'll, I'll buy that. Uh, okay. You know, you didn't have to agree with that so fast. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Why? Anyway, well, go for it. Here's our letter from a listener and uh, it's a guy and it says I'm, uh, or, no, it's it, where, let me see. No. Yeah. It's a guy. I went to a party with my girlfriend and she ended up leaving me alone around people I really never met. I've, uh, I've never met for most of the party. She was gone. Then I found her and she was in the bathroom with two dudes smoking weed. These guys were clearly trying to hook up with her, which made things worse. I told her what she did was disrespectful. She told me I'm being too uptight. She thinks it was just a little weed she smoked and I'm making a big deal out of nothing. We've been together for two months, and I'm wondering if this moment proves we may not belong together. She didn't invite him? No. To smoke some weed? No, some, some guy said, hey, you want to go smoke some weed? She went, yeah, and they all went into a bathroom, smoked some weed. She, and she, she just <laughs> left her husband out, or her boyfriend out in the uh, party. That's right. a foreshadow of what's to come right there. So, uh, yeah, I say break up. All right, there we that, go. That's a hell of a foreshadow, too. You know what I mean? What are they going to do when they're stuck with them for like 60 years? Yeah. Just, you won't see them till spring, you know? <laughs> right. Just call it off now. Make sure she takes all of her stuff out of the house. Yeah. Save yourself some money. And save the weed. <laughs> don't let her take the weed. Yeah, don't share. <laughs> there we go. That's why we bring her in. Maria, you're awesome. I love you, baby. All right. Have a good day, baby. Halloween behind us. The holiday season is in front. Why do we always do that? I brought this up before. How come Halloween is left out of the quote unquote holiday season? Is it because, you know, women dress like whores and we get drunk and act like heathens? Oh, excuse me. No, that's Christmas. No, I just, uh, seems like once November hits, it's like, oh, we're in the holiday season. Well, let's be honest. 
if you took Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's and Halloween and asked people what their favorite one was, right? It would most certainly be Halloween, followed by probably New Year's, then Christmas and Thanksgiving. And I've said before, I think Thanksgiving is a highly overrated meal, so don't even get me started. And here's, uh, to make it even worse, coming up into the holiday season, a study says, if you're already dreading the holidays, this might be why a third of Americans say they'll be spending time with at least one person they just don't like. (laughs) Well, that's your family. I mean... Me, I like my family. I got no problem with any of them, even my in-laws. I'm good with all of them. I like people. I have no problem. 13% there's a specific person they don't want to see. Another 21 said more than one person. Separate survey found that seeing people isn't the most stressful part of the holidays. What do we stress out? Uh, Pandemic-related stuff uh, this year and last, obviously. Getting gifts to people on time, holiday traffic, bad weather, big crowds. Seeing friends and family ranked eighth. So a good number of Americans plan to travel overall, like 63%, which is up from 46 last year. 27% of people say they uh, have to travel for Thanksgiving and Christmas. See, it's different down there. There's pressure to drive over another state and see people, right? Or it's, uh, Here, it's a plane. It's a bigger deal. It's easier to get out of that commitment. Yeah. And 37% of us also take part in at least one virtual holiday event. That sucks. I, I, you know, everybody should have a good, stress-free holiday. And that's why I'm going to give you Glenner's tips for a stress-free holiday. Now, if you follow these close, you're going to have a much, much more enjoyable holiday. For instance, temper your kids' expectations for tons of gifts simply by telling them that Santa died of COVID. Sorry. We'll do what we can. Big guy's not here anymore. And get everybody really high before Thanksgiving dinner. That way they'll eat anything. The stress of the meal doesn't matter. Just order Funyuns. Call it good. Remember to only decorate the section of your tree that shows in the front window. And it's nothing. It's simple. You can cut down on the time you spend wrapping gifts by only giving gifts to the blind. That You don't even have to wrap those. And here's one. To be honest, just skip the Thanksgiving decorations. Who does that? Nobody cares about your stupid dumb turkey flag or your big plastic gourd. Only buy gifts for your favorite child. It'll cut down on shopping and teach them and the others that if they want anything next year... They're going to have to step up their game. Instead of agonizing over the perfect gift, give your spouse what they really want. Space. Just give them. Give them space. Cut down on travel by only visiting seriously ill relatives who are finalizing their wills. Or finally, don't overexert yourself during the holidays, whatever you do. Just remember the point of Christmas isn't to make everybody happy to make people who don't celebrate it really uncomfortable. That's right, I said it. Christmas, 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 Christmas. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. And we always do best gig or worst gig. So we got to do a Jeff Die while you're still in here. So give us, you got to start with uh, the, just the, the best gig you ever had. 
That's actually harder for me than the worst gig. The worst gigs stand out to me. Oh, of course. Uh, actually, the best one. The best one. The one where just the planets align. The most memorable gig was um, I was in Tampa, Florida, and there's a great club called there called Side Splitters, and it really is a, a great club because it's just ran old school. It's always packed out. It's a good club, and. Um, I got a text from Brooke Hogan, uh, who I'm pals yeah. with. Oh, oh, that's Hulk Hogan's daughter. She's Rest, a beautiful right. blonde gal. A great girl. She's she's really cool. She's like, hey, I'm going to come to the show tomorrow. Or no, I texted her, I think. I said, hey, I'm in Tampa. You should come to the show. She goes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you mind if I bring my dad tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. That sounds amazing. Your dad, Hulk Hogan? Of course. So the next day, um, one, my boss goes, Hulk Hogan's not coming in here. I go, I, I promise you. I, that's, I know his daughter. And she's. He goes, if, if Hulk Hogan's coming in here, I'll give everybody in here a hundred bucks. Or like some sort of cocky Ridiculous, line. right. Yeah. And then sure enough, the next day, Hulk Hogan and Brooke came in, uh, and he watched me do comedy. Literally, I had the, one of the best shows of my life. It was also sold out, and I got to watch him watch me do like what I do best, which was so great. Because oh. I remember being a little kid watching him on the oh, TV, yeah. ripping my shirt off, and I just remember thinking like, this is so re- it's it's come full circle. I got to watch like my like when I hero when I was five or eight, watch me do my things. So that was the best thing that I can remember. Now the worst gig ever. Worst gig, uh, <laughs> and I've told this story before, but um, I met this guy who was in a band called Mabla in Seattle, Washington, and I was an open micer. Right, but I was kind of like king of the open micers, where like I was getting some laughs, and if you're in the room at a comedy club, you know you've ever met right. that like you're the best of the worst. Right. So uh, I ha- that's my job. Every every time you guys come up, you just you just describe my job. Yeah. <laughs> that's not true. But I, I I you know I was getting some laughs for an open micer, and uh, so he sees me. He's like, man, you gotta come down to my shows. So I was like, yeah, we hit it off. We become pals. And then I text him. I wanted to bring these girls to his his show. And he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, I'll definitely leave you tickets. And he goes, do you want to do comedy before we go on? And I was like, no, 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 because I, I wasn't good. You right. know, he saw me do one little thing at an open mic. And I was like, no, it's okay. No, thank you. And he goes, he goes, no, I just told my manager. He said, listen, we'll give him tickets, but he's got to do comedy in front of us. And I go, no, it's, it's okay. I just want to come to your show. He goes, how about this? He was all via text. He goes, how about uh, we'll give you a bar tab? And Uh-oh. leave you tickets, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is getting better, you know. But I'm like, no, nah, I can't. I just, I don't want to. It's gonna go bad. It's okay. And then he goes, hey, I just. And he returns in like a few minutes. He texts me, hey, my manager said we'll give you two hundred dollars, a bar tab, and tickets if you do wow. comedy. So now I'm like, no, you can't have to. I, I have to. I can't. At that, at that, that two hundred bucks right. would be oh, yeah. two hundred bucks more than I had at that point. <laughs> right. So I go. I agree to do it. Let me just tell you, it was the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> it went so poorly that years after that, when people would come up to me in Seattle and be like, hey, you're that comedian. And I'd go, what show did you see? <laughs> and they'd be like, we saw you at Giggles. And i go, oh, okay, yeah, nice to meet you. Because I was so insecure about that night. Two guys got kicked out of the concert because they tried to fight me on stage. Oh, goodness. Like, I just did so bad. And it was so humiliating that the worst I did, the meaner I got. You know, it's like started like calling people names. And it was just, it was so, and the two girls that came with me were like, we're with a loser. This guy sucks. Like, yeah, it was, you weren't getting anything that, uh, that it was didn't the happen. worst. <laughs> well, Halloween is behind us. We're rolling up uh, into the holidays, as they call it. I use air quotes there because I'm not sure why. Why does Halloween not get included in that lump? How come it's always like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's when the best one out of the bunch is left out with Halloween? That's stupid. But uh, that's what gets us going, because that's when we start kicking in with eating all the candy, and then we get into the holidays where it's about eat, eat, eat. So I think we need a foodie roundup. Yeah! <laughs> Latest in, f- in f- 
this in food news. And some of it's pretty stupid. I'll be straight up. Coffee Mate's going to sell a creamer that tastes like Rice Krispie treats. Now that actually sounds pretty good. Not the first cereal thing crossover, by the way. They did a cinnamon toast flavor a couple years ago, which I'd say was better. Meanwhile, A&W is selling a three-ninth pound burger. Why? Well, because Americans are bad at math. Interesting marketing strategy. A&W is trying to get more people into their restaurants by insulting their intelligence. Remember back in the 80s, they tried to compete with McDonald's Quarter Pounder by selling a third pound burger at the same price, but it failed. Because people were confused by fractions and thought the Quarter Pounder was bigger. Oh, gosh. Now they're bringing the burger back, but changing the name. It's three-ninths pound burger. Obviously, it's all tongue-in-cheek, but it's pretty funny. Well, it is the holidays, so what's that without eggnog? And Bud Light, here it comes. You knew it was coming, selling an eggnog hard seltzer. Wow. It's part of their new variety 12-pack called the Ugly Sweater Pack. They did last year. Uh, Seltzer Nog, Sugar Plum, Cherry Cordial. The fourth one is Cranberry. Remember, they did their fall flannel pack with pumpkin spice, maple pear, toasted marshmallow. I don't know. Much like Hollywood, uh, now, uh, you know, food companies are just rehashing old stuff. Check this out from Kellogg's. They're coming out with Fruit Loop flavored milk. Come on, that was always the best part of Fruit Loops anyway. You know, Apple Jacks can't be far. Cocoa Pebbles. That's... Really, and when you get down to it, sugary sweet cereal, that last little bit of milk, that's like the nectar of the cereal, isn't it? Yeah! Kraft Mac and Cheese is launching a fan club that lets you try their newest offerings. They're always coming up with something weird like everybody else. So now you can get in on it. You join their fan club and uh, you can get in on all their ridiculously disgusting flavors. I don't know. Oh, it's... Mustard mac and cheese. I don't know. Have you tried the one chip challenge? Chip company are doing the one chip challenge. They're seasoned with Carolina Reaper pepper, the hottest chili pepper on earth. The rule is after you finish the chip, you wait as long as possible before drinking something. But you should have a glass of milk ready to go. And probably a bathroom nearby. Yeah! All right, uh, what's your go-to sandwich? Two-thirds of us have a go-to sandwich that we pretty much always order. French's Mustard did a poll. Americans' favorite sandwich, number one, cheesesteaks. Number two, burgers. Three, pulled pork. Italian subs and Rubens. All right, hold on. Back up a sec. Burgers? Burgers are not sandwiches. Stop it. You going to put hot dogs on the list too? No. Cheesesteaks are, I guess a cheesesteak sandwich. All right, cheesesteak will let fly. But that's weird because a couple of my favorites aren't. Three of my favorites are not on here. When I'm at home, I go for a tuna salad sandwich, my favorite, or peanut butter and pickles. <laughs> Somebody turned me on to it. Don't judge. They're delicious. But my go-to when I go out is a club sandwich. Love a good club or even a BLT. Those didn't make the list. All right. And finally, we mentioned this last week, but 
hot dog flavored candy canes are here for the holidays because that's what we want. Really? I'd rather shoot a Western with Alec Baldwin. Too soon on that? Probably so. He'd eat them all anyway. That's your foodie roundup. Yeah! I should say WNBA champion, Ruthie Hebert's with us. Ruthie, darling, welcome home. How's it going? Wow, how cool that now you, you, you've you got to still be on cloud nine. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is that a North Carolina jacket you're wearing? I know, don't. What? What, what are you doing? I went on a visit there and it was just in my house. I've been moving <laughs> okay, all right. We won't, we'll keep it, of course. <laughs> Oregon Duck extraordinaire, so we, we won't say anything about that. But, uh, you know, why not? You know, it's uh, MJ's place, so we, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll save for that. Yeah, all right. Now, you guys just, you're, of course, you played overseas. Uh, you get drafted uh, from uh, Oregon to uh, the Chicago Sky, and you win a championship. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. I mean... You know, my senior year Oregon got cut off because of COVID. And we I know. Favorite to win. So I think just uh, having the retribution, you know, has been great. It's amazing to just be on a great team and just all the experiences, you know, you learn throughout the, the ups and downs of WNBA college. It's just been a blessing. Now, how was it playing overseas? That had to be a little weird. And the, and the transition probably had, I, I guess, probably once you kind of got into it and got around your teammates, it was a little better. But it yeah, had to it be was very different. I mean, Going in, not knowing the language, I played in Turkey last year, so not knowing the language. Luckily, some of my teammates spoke English, some of them didn't. So just adjusting and, you know, being open to everything because you never know what you're going to get. I'm going to go to Italy this year. I'm going to Italy November 8th to play, so I'm really excited about that. And you're playing in Italy? Yes. Okay. I'll be in Sicily and... Oh, beautiful. No, nice. Living life and playing basketball. So, uh, and what a great thing to do. You get to basically play all year. Yes. I For girls especially, you usually play... All year round. It seems like that. It seems like a yeah. lot of the girls, uh, gals from the WNBA, they play overseas. You make more money overseas. So wow. You gotta, you so, gotta go so wait a minute. Set. So you took a pay cut to win the championship? Yes, but <laughs> I will, I'm still blessed. I wouldn't change Yes, it. yes, of course. No, nobody would. The, the, there's no price you can put yeah. on, on a championship. Now, for those of you that know, of course, Ruthie grew up here in Fairbanks. Her folks are just some of the most beautiful people you ever meet. <laughs> And I had the weird opportunity of meeting Ruthie when, I don't know how old you and Ryan were at the time. I don't know, but we, you were the coach. I was your coach. coach. I remember how I always used to tell you to use your backside for good, not evil. <laughs> I know. Never. And I made you guys play ultimate Frisbee. Frisbee all the time. And, and uh, without basically just using the ball and passing. Yes. And um, your, your drop step and everything. I, I'd say, oh, look, look, you used the drop step. <laughs> Because all you ever wanted to do is bring the ball down the court. I, I said, love no. dribbling. I know. I was like, get down under the hoop. <laughs> get under the hoop where you can do damage. And uh, and we had a great time. My daughter, of course, had no, I have no idea why she was even playing. Oh She's gosh. the most unathletic person on the planet. She said, if you remember, she broke her arm. She did. During warm-up, slipping and falling on the sideline. Yes, so, I was there. <laughs> Uh, God love her. Of course, uh, she's in town here. She just graduated college this last year as well. And uh, Ruthie Hebert joining us, uh, WNBA champion. Of course, West Valley grad, a champion there. You've had, uh, you, you have a nice run. And man, what a career you still have ahead of you. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I'm still young. So I just moving up from here. You know, it's hard to say that after a championship, but moving up, learning more about overseas life, WNBA, hopefully helping the future females, you know. So after basketball. Any any thoughts? Are you going to coach? And now you a journalism degree? Yes, journalism degree from Oregon. So I, you know, I'm working on some things with some books, and I love 
you know, interacting with people. I would love basketball. I might coach. I don't know yet. Well, know? well, I'll tell you what. We're going to start up the. Uh, are you going? How long are you in town? You uh, just sh- briefly. Yeah, it's November eighth. Oh shoot! I was going to have you do some uh, some high school games with me. Uh, I would love that. Right, next right. Time. All I'll right. Next you time up. you come back, we'll have you on. You and I'll do play by play for some West Valley games. I love it because we're it. both alumni. Yeah, so you know, let's we do it. we got to do that. <laughs> I love that. Ruthie Hebert with us, uh, girl. Uh, congratulations once again. Thank Great you. to see you. How fantastic. You look great. I'm so proud of you. You did you did your family good. You did your town good. Thank you. Place was going nuts around here. <laughs> Just it. nuts. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Give, give your best to the uh, family for me, would you? Yeah, I will. There you go. Ruthie Hebert. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, wrapping it up another weekend. The cabin of Crapper Creek, Alaska. We thank you for tuning in. Want to thank all my guests, my lovely wife, Maria, the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska, Jim Matherly. Comedian, actor Jeff Dye, and uh, WNBA, uh, WNBA star Ruthie Hebert all joined us this week. We had a good time. We're going to do it again next week. Fun with Veterans Day next week as well. Enjoy the rest of your day and your weekend. Remember to share this podcast with friends, would you? And join me on the radio Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Alaska time at xrock959.com. We'll see you. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glendertainment production.